Hello, this is Mike Gettle and Steve Carpenter from Yakima Chief Hops. This is the 21st episode of our podcast, Beer, Baseball, and Binds. Uh, Steve, we're, uh, we're, we got our first bales of hops in today. Uh, harvest has officially started for Yakima Chief. It begins anew. Yeah, looking forward to it. This is uh, not only the time of the year that uh, we get to harvest this crop we've been talking about all year, but it's also kind of the beginning of the pennant race. The pennant race, yeah. Uh, for, the, for the baseball season. It's so the last month of the year, yeah. My no, it's favorite, pretty exciting. favorite time of the year. Did you see uh, the Cubs picked up Daniel Murphy today from the Nationals? I saw that. Yeah, Surprises me a little bit. That he got through, yeah. It was yeah. interesting to see what they got back. And apparently Bryce Harper kind of got picked up, and they didn't work out a deal with the Dodgers. <laughs> that would have been something, though, to have uh, him on the Dodgers team right now. So Goodness. Anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, harvest season's coming in. Oregon's just starting. Uh, the first bales are obviously coming in from Oregon. They get a little bit of a head start from uh, from Washington and Idaho. But, uh, uh, no, it's, it's, it stays a little bit warm. And uh, what we were talking about earlier in our meeting with uh, some concern about mites right now, I guess that's a, a yeah, concern, this, right? Yeah, uh, you know, we're starting to pay the price a little bit for a hot July and August. Mm-hmm. Uh, growers... Uh, you know, I, th- I think have a fairly decent crop hanging out there. There's lots of foliage. Uh, it always makes it a challenge to uh, get your pest control, especially your mite control materials, penetrated through that canopy and, and getting to where it's going to do the most good. So I'm hearing a few growers complain a bit about mite pressure, uh, and uh, we just hope for the best. Uh, uh, we hope that uh, quality remains, remains good and it doesn't adversely affect the yield either. With that mite pressure, it doesn't change harvesting. We're still going to harvest the exact same times. We're still going to focus on trying to optimize the uh, the aroma of those hops coming off, right? Y- you know, it's been a while since the uh, mite pressure has really got bad enough where growers do what they call color picking. Right. You know, they'll, they'll pick ahead of the mite infestation. We're not anywhere near that right now. But uh, it's something to watch out for if the weather doesn't uh, uh, cool down a bit and uh, maybe get a a drop of rain here or there. um, It it could turn into an issue for growers. Yep. Well, hope hope for the best, right? So we'll talk about it more next week. Yeah, and it was was a pleasure of mine to actually be in U.K. and Germany last week Mm -hmm. and uh, get a a close-up look of their uh, crops right before the uh, harvest. the UK had a, an, an amazing crop last year, and this year they've suffered from a dry summer uh, and a hot summer, um, and the yield is definitely going to be uh, adversely affecting yields across the board in mm-hmm. England this year. So folks out there using East Kent Goldings, Fuggles, some of the traditional uh, British varieties, uh, um, they're, they're going to be in a little shorter supply this year than they were last year. And then uh, had a chance to be in the, the Hollertal region of Germany, the uh, famous hop growing region there. Um, and uh, they're actually harvesting some of their early noble varieties, uh, most notably the uh, Hollertal Middlefrew. And uh, yields are down uh, from what we saw so far, 30 to 40 percent. And there, there could be some quality problems as well as uh, they started blooming for some reason this year. Uh, in May, so wow. those those early forming cones kind of went through their uh, maturation process and uh, are past that, and so there's there's 
significant amount of uh, brown cones and even black cones and some of that. But uh, it uh, that doesn't mean it's all bad. Uh, the Hercules crop actually looked pretty decent considering mm-hmm. they've also had a hot and uh, dry summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most of the growers are, are really hoping for some rain here the next two weeks to help finish that crop off and uh, allow those alpha glands to develop fully and, and get the alpha percentage they're no, normal, they're used to for that variety. And you didn't get to Czechoslovakia, but the Czech, or Czech Republic now, I guess, but the size is off there from what we've heard too, right? Yeah, I've talked to a few people that uh, are familiar with the area and the uh, saws crop is down considerably this year. So, um, you know, whether it's the results of climate change or just uh, temporary weather patterns, it doesn't seem to be treating the uh, traditional European noble varieties uh, uh, very well right now. It's tough. Yeah, I mean, it's always tough when we're, we're grower own and we hate to see that happen to any farmer. It doesn't matter where they are. Oh, so. absolutely. Well, uh, let's turn to a little bit brighter note. We're on the phone today with uh, Andrew Wienhoven uh, from Founders Brewery. Founders is one of our favorite brewers, and oh, uh, we've got one of our favorite beers today. Speaking of a beer you could drink, uh, well, not while you're harvesting, but at least while you're watching baseball, we've got some all-day IPA in front of us. And, uh, Andrew, this is, a, this is a session IPA the way it was meant to be made, I think. It's got a great aroma, and it's obviously a big seller. And, uh, yeah, welcome to our podcast, and uh, nice, nice to meet you. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So, Andrew, uh, from what we understand, all day is now r- roughly half of your, your, your production at Founders. Is that correct? Uh, that is correct, yeah. Um, you know, being over here in Detroit, uh, I don't really get the numbers too much, but it's definitely uh, in the ballpark for sure. Speaking of in the ballpark, you are at Comerica Field as well, right? I mean, I, I understand Comerica is one of the best uh, ballparks in the United States for having craft beer, and you've got to be right at the forefront of that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Comerica is a beautiful park. Um, you know, I've been to a number of ballparks uh, to watch baseball, and there's not really a bad seat in the house at Comerica. Um, beautiful ball field right downtown Detroit as well, so um, great atmosphere. How many of your beers do you have on, on tap or on handle, and uh, or is it all in cans and bottles at the park? That'd be a good question for our sales guys. I know that we have uh, all day for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of other brands, uh, probably Mosaic Promise, our, our summer seasonal, um, a variety of, of assortment of canned and, and bottled beer as well, um, but for sure all day. I imagine maybe solid gold as well. That must be, that's uh, doing well for you as well, or how's, how's that one going? Yeah, solid gold uh, definitely is an up and coming seller for sure. We've had uh, tremendous success with that beer and uh, are seeing great numbers with that. It's, man, it's delicious too on a hot day. We uh, actually went to uh, pick some hops uh, for a wet hop beer that we did uh, this afternoon, yesterday, and we were actually picking them off the vine with some solid gold so (laughs) how how are the hops looking in michigan it's uh outside of the pnw it's the fourth largest hop producing state in the u.s how are they looking this year uh by all counts very well um i haven't really made it out to any big farms we kind of just went to some local places um and uh they they looked good they smelled good there wasn't a bunch of mildew um looked like pests were under control so uh yeah, we got some good Michigan Cascades and uh, made a little harvest sale. 
Always a fun time of year when people are making fresh hop beer. It's pretty special. And you, oh, yeah. where you guys are in Michigan is, is great for that uh, with the local hops. Mm-hmm, definitely. How did, uh, you know, you've got yourselves, you've got Bells, you've got several other great breweries, Griffin Claw, you've got a bunch of good breweries in that area. How did you guys all develop in Michigan? What was it about Michigan that became really a, a great place for, for craft breweries to, to flourish and develop? You know, uh, when I think about Michigan beer, of course, this is this is mainly a hop and, and baseball discussion, but I think of our water. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Michigan has great water for brewing, and, and it's readily available. So uh, it, it only made sense that, you know, since water is such a big part of, of beer, that, that brewers would start popping up. And uh, I think uh, each state has their own kind of signature taste. Uh, you think of California, Colorado, some of those West Coast states with their uh, West Coast style IPAs. Uh, I think we got our our own style over here in Michigan, and I think the water is a big part of that. How, how did you get involved and started in brewing yourself, Andrew? Um, so I uh, grew up in Holland, Michigan, which is on the west side of the state, mm-hmm. uh, on the lakeshore there, and uh, I got a job working for Brett Vanderkamp, uh, the owner of New Holland Brewing Company, mm-hmm. uh, when I was, I think, 17 years old, and washing dishes, and Became friends with uh, the pub brewer there and then kind of caught the bug, so to say, um, and uh, started home brewing. And, you know, I, I can remember it pretty clearly. My first home brew was done there. And, and Vander came downstairs and he was like, you know what the heck you're doing? And, you know, of course, <laughs> you know, trying to be uh, impressionable. And then, uh, of, of course, I've, I fibbed. <laughs> so, of course, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> right. Yep. Uh, but it kind of caught the bug and, uh, worked for New Holland for years. Uh, did some summers there, uh, on the, on the, uh, production line a few days just to get a taste of the production work and, uh, um, ended up going to, uh, the VLB, which is a brewing school in Germany, mm-hmm. uh, in Berlin and, uh, did four semesters there, came back and, and worked nights at New Holland for a couple of years before making the, uh, switch over to founders. So and that's kind of my backstory. When did you when did you join Founders? Uh, a couple of years ago, couple I years think ago. it was uh, okay. January of sixteen. Okay. And have yeah. you have you always been a Tigers fan, or are you far enough? Are you close enough when you grew up to uh, Chicago that you might have been on the dark side over there? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I hate to admit this, but uh, I was pretty close of switching at least for the bears uh and the lions uh there are some brutal brutal years there growing up uh but recently it's been a little better but no always been a tigers fan um enjoyed watching the tigers growing up my dad was a, a huge baseball fan and kind of uh you know ingrained that in me it was something for us to do together um watch you know some baseball games in summer nights and hang out and, uh enjoyed that growing up and yeah always always watch watch the tigers did you grow up watching the, those great early 80s teams, in particular that 84 team that uh, did so fantastically well? No, uh, unfortunately not. My dad talks about that team with, with, with Jack Morris and Alan Trammell mm-hmm. just recently being retired. Um, but uh, I, I was born in 90, oh, so okay. I, I, I kind of missed that boat. Yeah, I'm only 27. <laughs> so. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, at, least, at least you've got the memory. You know about it from your dad. So That's yeah, one of the perils yeah. of a couple of old guys doing these podcasts. <laughs> I mean, I I grew up probably one of my first uh, teams that I really uh, remember and fell in love with was that '68 Tigers team. Oh yeah, with, sure. Uh, you know, Denny McLean won 31 games that year. Mickey and, Lalich. And, uh, and they beat the uh, um, Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals in the World Series, and yeah. that was Bob Gibson's yep. uh, 1.12 one one two, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, those were – I'm kind of the same, right? I mean, uh, the Twins weren't so great back then. and uh, Well, they were good in 68 and 69, but then the Twins yep. fell off and the Tigers stayed with it. But, oh, yeah, Al Kaline, Norm Cash, yep. Ed Brinkman. Dick McAuliffe. Dick McAuliffe with the eyebrows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so you grew up in the 90s, but you got, I mean, gosh, the Tigers have had some great teams even recently. Oh, that 2012 team. Yeah. Holy cow. You, I'm sure you remember that one, Andrew. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. There's a lot of talent on that team. Goodness. That was the a pitching style. That was a heartbreak when they couldn't pull that off. Yeah. Because um, they were in the hunt for a while. I mean, even in the late, uh, you know, 2000s, um, I can remember them making runs in the playoffs and, you know, yeah. just kind of uh, felt like that was our year, and uh, unfortunately, you know, didn't didn't play out that way. I, I, I'm trying to imagine a baseball team today with uh, Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer, and uh, yeah. Rick Porcello all on the same yeah. uh, starting uh, rotation. Yep. And then Annabelle Sanchez was a guy, odd by odd guy out, and he almost threw a perfect game. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 That was a call to remember. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was uh, that was fun watching those guys. The way uh, Verlander's curveball would snap too. Um, you know, recently it's it's been looking very similar, so it's been good to see that he's back on his game. It's oh, been yeah. fun to watch him recently. If he wasn't but, playing, uh, if he wasn't playing for the Astros, I'd probably agree with you. But uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> as a matter of fact, Mike and I were at uh, Safeco last night. We drove over and and uh, watched the Mariners uh, beat the Astros uh, last night. It was a great ball game. Yep. Uh, Robbie Cano hit that home run late to yep. to win it for the uh, Mariners. Who we were talking to, we were, we were playing our own internal fantasy baseball, and who would our pitcher be? And uh, you said Chris Sales, and I, I said Max yeah. Scherzer, but yep. Verlander's right there. But gosh, yep. the Tigers had some good pitchers. Yeah. And and what happened? Yeah. What has happened this year is just you know it's unfortunate with what's happened to Miggy. I mean, Miguel Cabrera has been one of the most enjoyable players to watch for the last decade, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've enjoyed you know, watching him and he's been with Detroit forever. Um, so it was definitely a big blow to have him hurt, but, uh, you know, he's, he's a fun guy to watch. You know, he's always joking around too with the guys and yep. he obviously, serious. <laughs> he, he enjoys the game. You, you can't help. Yeah. But you love can those, definitely those guys. How often mm-hmm. do you get to a ball game, Andrew? Uh, this year I've been, I think six times. Awesome. Um, it's about walking distance from our location here in Cass Corridor. Um, so when when there's like a day game and I don't got a lot going on, which is which is rare at this point, but uh, I'll kind of just walk over there and see if I can get a ticket. Um, so it's it's great to have that in your backyard, that that opportunity to just walk over for sure. I haven't had the uh, the luxury opportunity of visiting your place there in Detroit or in Grand Rapids, for that matter. Is do you have a full um, brew pub, uh, Andrew, or is it a, a, a production facility, or what do you have right in Detroit? Oh, uh, well, it's kind of both. Um, I guess you could consider our brew house here a production facility. Um, it's a five barrel brew house, um, and we got seven conicals and a bright, so uh, we have the ability to do roughly 500 barrels in a year right now. 
um, and it's connected to our brand new pub, mm-hmm. um, which is about half the size of the one in Grand Rapids. Um, but uh, it's been well received, and uh, we get a lot of baseball fans on game days down here. And you know, I like to uh, to kind of name beers uh, after some of the players mm-hmm. um, in past. Um, I, I did Cobb's Peach Wheat one time. Nice. And, uh, <laughs> No, uh, a number of other names, but uh, it, it's fun to get you know the sports themes in there. Oh, the feel tig- a part of the city. Tigers, I mean, that's it. Really, is part of that city too. And I don't know how the uh, the Ursines versus the Felines ever got started between <laughs> Chicago and, and Detroit. But uh, yeah, the Lions and Tigers versus the Cubs and Bears is pretty fun. And uh, you go back in time and history, and the Tigers have had just some fantastic players. You know, the other thing that I really love about baseball is how it's kind of so firmly woven in Americana and mm-hmm. history. And and I know that 68 team, not to go back to that team, but they had all of the, you know, that civil unrest and the yep. riots in 67. And yep. a lot of the old timers will tell you that 68 team really brought that city together mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. In, in a way that... Uh, it was needed to be brought together at that time. And, and that's one of the things I love about baseball yep. is just uh, you can sit next to somebody that uh, has a completely different political uh, mm-hmm. or, or religious uh, leaning. And uh, the common thing you have is, is baseball and rooting your team on. And, and disliking the Yankees, of course. Well, that's true. That, that's, <laughs> that's universal. The common theme for everybody outside of uh, the Bronx, basically. Yeah. So. Well, you know, I'm curious, Andrew. So, you, uh, Mike and Dave, your founders, uh, started this thing way back in the late '90s, right? And they yes, really, sir. I think it was '97, if I'm not mistaken. And then and their founders, but how did, where, and how did the name Founders itself come about? Man, uh, it used to be called Canal Street Brewing Company. Okay. Um, back in the day, uh, we had a uh, an original location on the other side of town. Um, and there was a piano there, um, and, and it said Founders on it, I believe. And I think that's where they got the name from, um, <laughs> for the other place. Um, but uh, are they still quite it's, active? It's kind of uh, stuck. Yeah, are they still quite active in uh, in the operations and day to day business? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you'll you'll see those guys around uh, the production facility every day. Um, I was just over there for a meeting, and uh, I just saw uh dave walking around and i ran into him a couple times actually so they're very much a part of the 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 work culture there and uh are you know fun to be around and definitely supportive so well they have to be were they uh maybe the first new brewery even after the stroh i mean strohs was the great detroit beer of course the fire was it called fire brewed uh wasn't that their tagline fire brewed beer by strohs or something yeah i think that? that sounds right yeah I actually drive by their old brewery uh, every day when I go home. But, yeah, Stroh's was very much a huge part of this town at one point. Mm-hmm. Andrew, do you, uh, do you usually come out for uh, hop selection with, with the team? You know, I'm super stoked. Uh, this is my first year coming out. I'm coming awesome. out with Jeremy uh, Kosnicki. Oh, cool. uh, I'm sure you guys have met him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. absolutely. So, In fact, uh, I, think, uh, I think Alec. Mull is out here right now with the Hop Quality Group. Uh, he might be, and then next week he'll be here for, I'm sure, for Hop and Brew. He's always a big part of that, too. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds right. Yeah, he, yeah. he gave me a call after he got off a flight today. I think he may have flown out there. Yeah. yeah. 
So it's going to be the first one. Well, it's 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 a great time, Andrew, and uh, for anybody that loves uh, hoppy beers and uh, wants to see where it all begins, this is a pretty fun place to be at this time of year. Yeah, I can't wait. I this is a dream come true to be able to come out there and uh, and come with our brewmaster, and uh, and it's and just going to can't wait. <laughs> and for me, it's always fun to hang around with another fellow baseballaholic too. So. Uh, <laughs> Looking forward cool. when you're out to sitting down over a beer and talking some baseball. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Are you going to be coming out dur- during uh, Simcoe harvest, given that Simcoe, I think, is the, the primary hop in the all-day IPA, right? I mean, that's, uh, that's uh, I think, one of the iconic Yeah, I believe that. it is. Um, there's a healthy portion of Simcoe in there as well as uh, a different variety. But, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm coming down the 17th. I'm not sure what hops we're going to be looking at. Uh, I can pull it up. Nope, nope, that'll be just about right, yeah. By that date, we'll have all the Simcoe off, so you'll have the Some choice of, uh, yeah. of, of a lot of uh, lot of options to look at. Yeah, yep, I think we're going to do Simcoe, Mosaic, uh, Centennial, maybe Amarillo, um, and then uh, uh, I don't think the lemon drops are going to be ready yet, but we're still going to kind of take a look and, and see if what they're all about and um i think a couple other ones too so so we'll be busy (laughs) we just opened up the mosaic promise and that's an excellent beer as well that's you said a seasonal right that's a really fantastic beer too yeah yeah i love that beer um i can't wait every year when it comes out it's just so bright and refreshing those mosaics really uh, are beautiful in that beer and the golden promise really complements them uh really brings out the the best qualities in that hop well, Andrew, we really look forward to uh, to having you come out and uh, and spending some time with us. And uh, you have to go to the world famous Sports Center bar. And, uh, <laughs> I've heard about that place. Yeah. Cheer, cheer on, who's ever on the on the tube that night watching yeah. uh, watch some baseball while you're here. So it should be, be some pretty some exciting baseball. couple of weeks. Like the National League is going to be exciting now. That and now the 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 American League West, Steve, has uh, has really gotten exciting here with uh, what's happened with Oakland and a little bit of faltering by the Astros. Oakland caught uh, the uh, the Astros and uh, Seattle, believe it or not, is still nipping on their heels. They've got a I don't know negative five hundred run differential, but for some <laughs> reason they're they're still hanging in there, three and a half games out. So uh, uh, we'll see how things go this evening against the Astros again. Well, you're yep. gonna you're gonna be there maybe for Victor Martinez's last game as uh, I guess he's retiring at the end of the year, right, uh, Andrew? I didn't hear that, but uh, if that's the case, I will certainly try and be there. Yeah, I think uh, I read uh, recently because they just the Tigers just got done playing uh, the Twins, and I thought I read it on something on, on the Twins news saying that he's decided to hang it up at the end of the year after a great, great career. Uh, yeah, watching Miguel and then him back back to back was uh, was fun if you're a baseball fan. Not so fun, I suppose, if you're an opposing <laughs> pitcher. But it was fun to watch yeah. those guys hit. <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, there was a there was a time there where they didn't really have a weak hitter in their lineup. All all the guys were just lights out. <laughs> yeah. Well, Andrew, thanks very much for taking time to uh, to chat with us today. Uh, we really appreciate it. We love uh, everything Founders is doing. Uh, like we said, they're one of our favorite breweries in the United States, and and we re- look forward to meeting you in person when you're out here in uh, in a couple of weeks. Andrew, whether, hey, definitely. Whether it's baseball or brewing, we wish you nothing but good hops. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity, guys. Okay, take care. Yep, you too.
So, Steve, we got uh, yeah a month left of baseball. West Coast, West uh, no, Western Division for the American League. American League is exciting, and then we still have the National League where there's a bunch of uh, open spots. So, yeah, it's it's going to be exciting uh, uh, end of the season. Um, I, I think uh, that American League uh, or, or American League West is probably the most exciting division right now with the mm -hmm. three teams kind of battling it out. Houston will get uh, Altuve back probably later on this week, hopefully after the Mariner series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it was good to see uh, King Felix last night. He still it was still four runs after six innings, but he got stronger mm -hmm. after the first couple of innings and uh, ended up striking out six, I think it was, or seven. Yeah. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, he. I think he threw maybe ten fastballs all night, but he was able to locate that big yacker curveball, yep. yeah. and that's such a key for him. He had the couple knees buckling uh, with that pitch so good to see him last a few innings and uh, he didn't get the win but certainly helped the Mariners hang Kept in there a minute. And, yep. yep so well yeah and interesting I mean the Astros they're not certainly not the same team without Altuve and, and uh, Springer in there yeah, George Springer he that guy is so tough yep. uh, as plant batting lead off he can hit a home run for you every once in a while and uh, yep. we're lucky that uh, they're out of the lineup here for a, a game or two yeah well, we need a little bit of luck to get us through uh, harvest, in particular in Europe, with what's happening. Uh, and then here, hopefully the mites stay away and uh, we can get through this. It's still a little bit warm, and uh, hopefully it can cool down. The mites can get under control, and we can get off to a good start. I mean, in general, our, our growers, we had a meeting a couple of days ago. They're feeling overall positive, feeling good about what's going on in Oregon. So just need to keep the mites at bay, and we should have an average crop here. I, I think that's uh, probably right. Uh, I think uh, we've got probably in the Pacific Northwest probably about 25% of the growers going. Mm -hmm. And uh, that number will be get close to 100% next week. Yep. Look, looking forward here to a very successful hop and brew school and yep. having some uh, friends uh, in to uh, partake in that uh, event and renewing some friendships and relationships there. So. Uh, by the end of the week, uh, the entire uh, industry should be harvesting and uh, getting the new crop ready for uh, uh, a new batch of uh, fresh, great beer. Yep, and we've got all of our salespeople coming in town. It's going to be, it, it, you know, it, it, to me it feels more like opening day than uh, than uh, playoff season simply because, uh, you know, for, for, for us on, on our part, for the Yakima Chief side, it's opening period where we're bringing the hops in and we start processing and then we, we move them out during the course of the year. Whereas for the growers, it's the end of the season with the harvest and bearing the fruit of a, a whole year's worth of hard work. And then uh, hopefully it's a good year and they can mm -hmm. uh, can go into football season relaxing a little bit. So. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, and we'll see you next time. All right, guys.